0: The SGP and IDP Pro Players Podcast is proud to be presented by WinBet, the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And without further ado, here are your veteran IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary the IDP Tipster.
1: Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined with the Senior IDP Analyst of the SGPN Network, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Gary Van Dyke, the IDP tipster. Gary, what's happening?
2: Hello, hello, fantasy football fans.
1: We got a good one for you today. We've got some uh, defensive line rankings. Before we get into that, though, the IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And be sure to search for the new SGPN Fantasy Football YouTube channel. Subscribe and check out the new IDP Pro Manager Pod with Brad Menendez, Craig Ruth, and our very own Gary the IDP Tipster for some grade A fantasy football content. See why SGPN is one of the fastest growing and best in-depth NFL to fantasy content providers you'll ever need. That was the IDP Pro Manager's Podcast and all the dirty-o you can handle. And it's all at the SGPN Fantasy Football Channel on YouTube. We did have some news this week. Uh, Bobby Wagner was released by the Rams. I don't think we need to spend long on this. He'll have a job. He'll be IDP-relevant. Thoughts?
2: Mine's on Ernest Jones. I think it's all going to come full circle, you know? I mean, if it, with him gone, I think the way that uh, Ernest Jones performed, uh, I – going to reevaluate this, uh, where I rank Ernest Jones coming into this year, because I don't know if they'll actually go in, uh, the same direction they went with, you know, getting a hold of Bobby Wagner or, or a uh, known veteran that is a possibility, but I think that, uh, Ernest Jones might get his crack at it this year and, uh, could be a nice wave of wire ad right now in some standard formats. If you've got a deeper bench.
1: Good call there. All right, let's get into our defensive linemen. And at number one, we've got Max Crosby, who last year had a stellar season with 12 and a half sacks, 89 combined tackles, 22 tackles for loss, 36 QB hits, three force fumbles, and four pass defense. Why is Mr. Crosby number one, Gary?
2: Well, I got to be honest. You know, this is way early, like we mentioned, and between one, two, and three, maybe even four to five, this is splitting the hairs. So uh, we'll talk about these guys here in a second. But Max Crosby is definitely highlighting my rankings at this early stage of the year. He uh, finally got all those pressures he kept getting for a couple years and he finally hit home, which that matters in IDP, especially, you know, because a lot of uh, leagues don't score those 50 some pressures. He gets a whatever that outrageous number was previously without, without getting double-digit sacks necessarily, or the, as high as he did this year, him putting that all together, I, I'm going to come full circle because as I said, any of these guys in this top three, especially to me, uh, could be sitting here. I'm highlighting Max Crosby. I I'm, wasn't buying into it before because I even said it at this time last year, ranking him lower until he started hitting home. It wasn't happening. And not only did he hit it home, but he just padded the shit out of it. Like we really would like players like J.J. Watt in a passive done or any of these others. And he padded the combined tackle box, too.
1: He definitely did. What he did not have in the sack numbers of the two and three guy, he more than made up for with about 40 more combined tackles. So I'm with you. Crosby, number one. Let's have a look at number two. So number two was the overall sack leader this past year with 18 and a half on the season. He also added 51 combined tackles, 19 tackle for loss, 48 QB hits, couple force fumbles and a pass defense. Mr. Nick Bosa. Thoughts on Mr. Bosa? I mean, we're we're talking like a year younger, I think, than Max Crosby. And that
2: has nothing to do with that in this ranking, like I said. But at the same time, I mean what would you say if for a defensive lineman pro football reference has him down for less than a 2% miss tackle rate? That's outrageous. You don't see those kinds of numbers when you get into defensive backs or linebackers, but I mean, those opportunities are more plentiful for those guys that, you know, so they're, they're going to miss more. So you want to keep them under the 10% if you can, but I mean, a 1.9, even a defensive lineman, we've got, uh, Uh, A couple of them right here the same way. And their numbers reflect each other. Uh, Nick Boza is, what, 25 or something? You know, he's not going anywhere. He's got a long five, at least a five-year window. As long as Nick Boza can avoid the Joey Boza situation that he's gone through through this part of his career, uh, Boza's going to probably be right up here next year as the number one highlighted guy. I'd like to see his tackles increase but you know when you're getting those kinds of sacks and that kind of uh, tackles for loss you got to roll with
1: it good call there moving on to number three we've got another well-known guy here mr miles garrett who last season gave us 16 sacks 60 combined tackles 18 tackles for loss 26 qb hits two forced fumbles and four pass defense always a solid option thoughts on mr garrett
2: I'm going to take this opportunity when we're talking about these guys uh, as an example. Okay. So this year Micah Parsons was blitzed or rushed like 68 times, something like this. I want to reflect back on Max Crosby real quick with his sacks that he got. He was actually only rushed 13 times. Nick Boza. I have him down for one. Miles Garrett, two. Now, that's actually being called in scheme. Now, these guys are just directly, that is their job. Get after the freaking quarterback and grab anybody that happens to run by you at the time. Miles Garrett is another guy that is down below 2% on his missed tackle rate. My point majorly is, is these guys don't have to be schemed. These top three guys are just good at what they do. Not saying Mark Parsons isn't that these guys don't have to be included in those packages. And they're just top three material. The only knock on Miles Garrett is he is the oldest at 27. At least he was in uh, 2022. Uh, you know, a little longer in the tooth, but we see these guys as long as they stay healthy. They're playing into their early 30s and still producing these days.
1: Winbet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, also known as WinBets Build Your Own Bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100, get a $100 free bet, limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 in site credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet so that they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. This offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where Playthrough Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by SGPN Merch. The SGPN Merch Store continues to add new items to the store every day. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts, hats, sweats, and hoodies. My personal favorite item is the brand new XFL Gambling Podcast shirt. That's a really good one. All right, let's pick it back up with number four, and we've got Micah Parsons of the Cowboys, who last year gave us 13.5 sacks, 65 combined tackles, 13 tackles for loss, 30 QB hits, three forced fumbles, three pass defense. Thoughts on Mr. Parsons?
2: Well, as a Dallas fan, maybe you can tell me if I'm a little, if I'm overthinking this, which I'm known to do at time to time. But uh, when it comes to Micah Parsons, I'm not so sure. And the reason I have him outside the top three at the moment, I'm not so sure that the longevity of his role will remain the same. We've already seen, as I mentioned earlier, his his, his blitzing and his pass rushing had been cut in half this previous year. And my concern is is that he is such an elite and talented guy that can do anything, Man, maybe a little bit rough in coverage, but he can do anything. And uh, as the, uh, Dallas Cowboys draft because they've been known to draft guys like Sam Williams last year in the second round that a lot of teams would have loved to had and had even given him a lot of snaps but as a rookie they didn't need him so he got very little playing time but he's going to be coming up you got Lawrence I'm afraid if Parsons is going to be a pass rusher off the edge say in two to three years so I'm kind of pumping my brakes here And he's sliding down a little bit. Panderish, he's a free agent. We don't know if they're going to bring anybody. Is Bobby Wagner going to be wearing a star next year? That would be something, you know, to see Parsons and Bobby Wagner together. When it comes to Parsons, if, if Bobby Wagner would just say his crazy ass story come true and he signs, I'm knocking Parsons down just a little bit as a linebacker and up as a defensive lineman because I believe it in that case, you don't need anybody in there with Bobby Wagner. You just rush the shit out of Parsons.
1: That's true. There is a lot of uncertainty about what his role is gonna be. Uh he is long certainly term. right, long term. He's certainly talented, though. So this is a good spot for him. Let's look at number five, where we got Mr. Brian Burns of the Panthers, who last year gave us 12 and a half sacks, 63 combined tackles, 17 tackles for loss, 22 QB hits, one forced fumble, three pass defense. Thoughts on Mr. Burns? The best
2: thing I could say, and you won't catch me putting Josh Allen on here, is they, I came into the season looking at uh, Burns and Josh Allen as guys that both of them need to take big steps and Brian Burns did. Now, we're getting ready to get a little bit of a scheme change from my understanding. I don't think that knocks him down long-term. And at the state of how the rest of the defensive linemen or edge rushers around this guy might be. I think he's he fits in there nicely, and he could easily break into that top five this coming season.
1: Good call there. Uh, we got another young buck right after him, Mr. Aiden Hutchinson of the Lions, who last year, his rookie year, Gave us nine and a half sacks, 52 combined tackles, nine tackle for loss, 15 QB hits, and three picks. That was pretty wild for a defensive end. Yeah,
2: it's kind of an outlier there, but you know, I mean, I'm sure we're not going to be able to depend on those, but I, I think he showed enough on film. He, he took on a full-time role, and he, he performed. He wasn't quite as consistent from week to week as we'd like to see as a, a DL1 play in standard leagues, but he's right there at the cusp. Yeah, I'm with you.
1: Future does look bright, that's for sure. The IDP Pros Podcast is also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts. They've also got you covered for a ton of other daily fantasy games, including NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, we're going to pick it up with Quinnen Williams here, who is coming off a career season for the Jets. 12 sacks, best sack number uh, of his career so far, 59 combined, 55 combined tackles, 12 tackles for loss, 28 QB hits, two force fumbles, and four pass defense. Thoughts on Mr. Quinn and Williams?
2: First thing I got to ask, are you surprised that I have a defensive tackle this high in the rankings?
1: After last year, no.
2: Oh, bingo, man. You know, <laughs> we haven't talked about this, John, so I'm glad to hear it because I'm also writing the article that uh, goes on SGPN. So make sure you check that out at the uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Exactly what you said when it comes to what happened this past year, the scarcity of the defensive tackle and getting a top five guy, which is pretty much it anymore, maybe top six after seeing what happened last year, uh, securing that position. If you do need a designated defensive tackle, and there's not probably a huge amount of standard leagues or uh, leagues that novice players might play in that have those, but these guys are definitely need to be up there in top 10 because um, they're, they're just the scarcity amongst the defensive linemen, which is already scarce amongst the whole player pool is there. So I, I, li- I like these guys and I, I'm prepared this year, of course, you know, defensive tackle is not idea in the top 10. But I'm looking for some security, and I'm looking at a dynasty window. And these, this little group that we have here, these, these guys are all in their mid-20s. A couple of them are a little older that we're going to talk about. And uh, William Williams is a beast. Don't think that he was blitzed or pass rush whatsoever, but yet he still came up with all those numbers he had.
1: Yeah, absolute monster. No argument from me. And we got a few more DTs we'll touch on here shortly. But in between, we've got Mr. TJ Watt, who occasionally plays football for the Steelers. Last year, he gave us five and a half whole sacks, 39 combined tackles, eight tackles for loss, 12 QB hits, one force fumble, and five pass defense.
2: Well, this is pretty well just a. <sighs> We've, we've talked him to death and we've kind of laughed about it. We've joked, we've cried. It's been a long, this past year was a long season dealing and talking about him. I mean, basically he's just getting older in the tooth. He's, he's not on the field as much this past year as what we would have wanted. He's getting a little bit, I hate to say it, an injury tag, pumping the brakes on him here here a little bit. Okay. I, I got a habit of making these people either to get in or to maintain they've got to prove something before i continue to tell people that hey yeah he's a lock he's not a lock anymore folks if he was a lock that we wouldn't be having this discussion and he'd been number one where john you love giving people shit for and sleeper for taking so early in them just because he's a dual designated player to begin with moving on i'm not personally putting any brand new stock into watt this year But, I mean, he does deserve to at least be noticed this early in the offseason. And we'll see what happens. He might slip on a skateboard. Who
1: knows? (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, we've seen what he's capable of if he can stay healthy, which he's Mm -hmm. proven he can't. So, Uh, Oh, yeah. He was still elite last year for 10 games. Right righty. Next guy we're going to look at is Mr. Chris Jones of the Chiefs. Another defensive tackle. Another great season. 15 and a half sacks. 44 combined tackles. 17 tackles for loss. 29 QB hits. 2 forced fumbles. And 4 pass defense. Thoughts on Mr. Chris Jones.
2: I think you just covered it right there with those numbers, my friend. (laughs) Another guy, his missed tackle rate's below 3.5%. That that 15.5 sacks as a defensive tackle is just outrageous. Uh, This is the kind of outlier stuff that we're looking at. And he's not going nowhere. I think that between him and Nick Bolton, I don't know who they're going to choose to actually pay the highest in the long run or who's going to be the so-called you know defensive franchise guy, hopefully both of them. But uh, I, Chris Jones is just a beast, and as long as he continues to do what he's done this past year, I see no reason to have him in the top 10. And here's another defensive tackle I'm just feeling a, a lot more
1: warm and fuzzy about securing before the rest of this list. Yep, I'm with you there. Uh, and actually, the next guy we have is another defensive tackle that's just been on fire the last couple seasons, Mr. Christian Wilkins of the Dolphins, who last year only gave us three and a half sacks, but he gave us two shy of 100 combined tackles as a freaking defensive tackle, 98 for the season.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, and he was rewarded with my number 10 spot. I don't think there's another option on here right now. Maybe Jalen Phillips. That, that you would probably, you know, make a franchise face of your, of your defense. But I think Wilkins is just probably not even going to come close to that 98. I mean, that would be a miracle. That should be a bet in Vegas at a defensive tackle position. But, I mean, with 18 games anymore, hey, who knows? But I can see him being up in the 60s with no problem as long as everything runs exactly like it did last year. And uh, hopefully he still continues to dot those sacks. Uh, I wish I had his pressure numbers right off the top of my head, but I don't see any problem with him padding the uh, box score here and there with some tackles for loss, too.
1: Right, and he did this the year before, too. He had 89 the year before, which is, you know, if you get 45 or 50 out of a defensive tackle, that's a good year. 89 and 98 is just ungodly.
2: And you just blew the shit out of my theory because I would have, if this topic would have came up and I would have thought about it, I would have said said the same thing. And I might have. It was an outlier performance that year too, and he's not going to be able to repeat it as a defensive tackle. So there's just another reason right there that this guy deserves to be up in this top 10.
0: Ever notice these days how things have changed with sports entertainment? Suddenly everyone is edgy and they don't mind offending people with offensive words. It's everywhere podcasts to radio to primetime tv all i want are nfl defensive player reports maybe a quick update on the best streaming corners and yet i have to hear about the dirty O. that's right offensive player discussions and hot takes blocking my path to the sweet sweet defensive information i need bullshit that was until i found the idp pro players podcast and now unless the idp pros john or gary mess up Uh i know i'm not going to be offended by their no dirty o approach so take my word for it catch the sports gambling idp pro player podcast every week and leave the dirty o behind so if you or someone you know has an idp degenerate problem that's terrific and the fantasy move to make is to go follow a couple of the best veterans in the fantasy football industry Uh. That was on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R O. One word at the IDP pro players pod. Oh yeah. Uh. Fact. The national breast cancer foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening. We also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations. So please, go and give what you can. And let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope by knowing we all really do care
1: all right we'll pick things back up with number 11 Rashawn Gary in full disclosure we're going off of what we think is going to happen with this guy because he got hurt you know a little bit into last season so we didn't get to see everything but what we did see out of him was excellent he gave us in just a few games last year six sacks 32 combined tackles seven tackle for loss 12 QB hits a forced fumble, and a pass defense, and he looked great up until that injury.
2: Yeah, he's just going to continue the uh, tradition. He's just lined up, and I wouldn't be surprised after he gets over this injury, gets himself under, and gets himself back on track that he's not going to turn around and take that weak side, even if Preston Smith is still there, which I'm kind of doubting he's getting older and slower. He has a consistency problem anymore. When When it comes to Gary, I mean, it's projecting five years. I, and that's exactly what I'm looking at. And he gave us enough sample that I have this tier break this early at 10, 11. Usually if I was sitting here with the tier, we'd split the top 24 and a half. It'd be tier one of tier of the upper tier and it'd be tier two of the upper tier. That's not what I'm doing here because we're going to start getting real thin. Rashawn Gary is coming in at the first part of the tier two for me in defensive line slash edge. Uh, And it's just projecting that higher ceiling in the future. Uh, I think it's worth a swing here.
1: I'm with you. I'll be definitely getting some Rashawn Gary this year. All right. At number 12, we've got another defensive tackle. Dexter Lawrence Mm -hmm. of the New York Giants coming off a great season where he gave us seven and a half sacks, 68 combined tackles, seven tackles for loss, 28 QB hits, two forced fumbles, three pass defense. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think think he missed a little bit of time this year
2: yeah i believe he had was
1: nicked up for a game or a game and a half
2: possibly but i think it did linger leonard williams sure didn't get hit get done next to him this year um Mm. dexter lawrence demanded most of that attention the entire season across the defensive line in 2022 and he did it very impressively with less than a 1.5 percent of a missed tackle rate he was rushed zero times by pro football reference. And we're looking at 19 QB hits and uh, the seven and a half sacks, I believe you said that's, mm-hmm. I mean, for a defensive tackle, how come is this guy's not getting more notice is, is what I'm wondering. I could have took him and put him in the top 10 and felt very comfortable about it. But at some point, you know, well, we're talking a standard size league. What do you usually have Uh six IDP starters? And maybe two of them are defensive linemen, I would say, on average. So, again, this is why this early tiers are being broke up earlier than earlier, because I want to watch and see what happens during the draft and and what happens around some of these players and scenarios before we go crowning them any higher or locking anything down.
1: And yeah, he he did end up missing one game this year. So, you know, assuming he plays all 17 next year, you're looking at a little bit more than this. And these are pretty good numbers to start with right here.
2: I'm going to throw up the Leonard Williams thing again. He is at the bottom of this list. I mean, he is a beast too. And, you know, he didn't have a good year last year. I do believe he was also nicked up. Oh, he missed a lot
1: of time. Yeah, Yeah, he missed a lot of time.
2: He could have some influence. If he comes back healthy next year, he's going to demand his production more or his portion of the pie so it could affect that that's another reason in the back of my mind that's why he's down a little
1: bit on this list Mm -hmm. let's look at number 13 a household name for idp mr aaron donald who did get injured and that did hurt his production this year but still in the games he gave us he had five sacks 49 combined tackles 10 tackles for loss 11 qb hits one forced fumble in two pass defense. And and there's not much to say. We've seen seasons where he's put up, where he's almost tied the NFL sack record. We've seen multiple seasons of 14, 15, 16 sacks. Uh, He's just a monster.
2: Okay. We're going to get real short and sweet for you, novice or you new, to I guess maybe the NFL if you don't know one of the most elite guys in the league uh, he is older he's only got a year or two maybe that he might play he can walk away from this game anytime he wants to and nobody's going to say a word to him and he just lost Bobby Wagner but I doubt that has anything to do with anything uh, but whatever he's going to produce for this next year or two I want I don't give a shit I'll re- I'll worry about replacing him in my starting lineup down the road that's basically what kind of ranking this is right here for this early in the year. And thinking in Dynasty, I really wanted more of a three- to five-year window. I don't know if I have that with Aaron Donald, but uh, I, I, I'm not going to pass up that ceiling.
1: I'm with you on that. Yep, great choice right there. Moving on to number 14, we've got another defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. It's becoming a trend here. Uh, you think? Yeah, Mr. Jonathan Allen of the Commanders. uh, Part of their dynamic duo of defensive tackles. We'll talk about the other one later. Last year, he gave us 7.5 sacks, 65 combined tackles, 16 tackles for loss, 17 QB hits, 2 forced fumbles, and 3 pass defense. So every
2: defensive tackle on here that's especially been in the uh, uh, second tier, I'm looking more as a DL2 OK, there, there's not a lot of upside here altogether as, uh, you know, investing in them as sure shot deal ones, especially at the defensive tackle position. But Jonathan Allen, again, he's been doing it for a while. He's been, the, I think, kind of like a prototype for Chris Jones and some, some of these guys that just recently came in the league after Jonathan Allen, which is not I don't think he's very old. Let's see. Uh, he'll be 28, I think. So he's just realistically right there in the, uh, what I used to consider the middle of their prime years uh, in the NFL. They know their job. They've hit their physical peak. It's pretty simple. Jonathan Allen's been around for years doing this. Uh, I'm not sold on Chase Young. I'm not sure if Payne is returning. I'm not sure if Payne's outlier year, which was really great uh, for him looking for a contract, had anything to do with Allen's great year. It wasn't much of a pass rush for the commanders this past season. What you would expect if you've got these guys on your defensive line. I mean, to Chase Young is really hurting. If Payne is gone, I think Allen will stick right here where he's at in that second level of the top tier. But uh, if Payne returns, I think, you know, you can bump him up. And again, these defensive tackles, I'm going with security. I know that they might not be your number one choice if you've got two starters
1: at defensive line, but uh you could do a lot worse. No argument there. You'll get more consistency uh with the the tackle floor with a lot of these guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to number 15. We got another guy that we're more looking at what's possible than what we've seen uh mr Quiddy pay of the colts did miss a significant chunk of the season but when he came back most of these stats were in the second half of the season where he gave us six sacks 45 combined tackles 10 tackle for loss 10 qb hits pretty quickly right after he got back thoughts on mr pay
2: I'll oh, swing for the fence, man. This is a, this is definitely a five-year window. This is expectations of just the glimpses that we've gotten from his rookie season in 2021. And then looking at him this past year, you can see it on film. It is there. He's above par. Um, he, he's learning from, with the Forrest bunker. You got to give him a little bit of a bonus for that. As long as he remains an outside edge rusher, I think that the potential is there for you know a top five guy down in the future, depending who else falls out. You know, TJ Watt's going to keep sliding. Some of these guys are going to get older, so it might take Quidipe Pay a moment to get up there. But I, I, I like what we got, and at this point, I'm giving him a buy. He got he got hurt uh, earlier in the season after coming on pretty strong at the beginning and holding his own. So, I just giving the guy buy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see here. We are talking about standard leagues. Oh, I got to keep saying that, folks, because my head's stuck in the deep leagues and that just wouldn't. You treat this differently, wouldn't you, John?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, I I still like him even in a standard league, but like you said, as as like a DL 2 He's mm-hmm. a perfect DL two in a standard twelve teamer. Yep. Right. Alrighty. At number 16, we've got of the Eagles, Mr. Hassan Reddick coming off an incredible season where he had 16 sacks, 49 combined tackles, 11 tackle for loss, 26 QB hits, five force fumbles and three pass defense. And I think I know why you got him this far down. It's because the, the, the Eagles pass rush and sack total. This season is not reproducible to the extent it was. They set the NFL record for most sacks as a team. Unless they do that again next year, they're going to regress it somewhere.
2: Hassan Reddick just slips a little bit here, you know. It's uh, besides what you have mentioned, which was clearly an outlier situation for the whole defensive unit. Uh, realistically it's his age at this moment those doubts that he can repeat that kind of a season next year or have all the uh, the personnel around him work in the same way uh it, there's a lot riding against this now i wouldn't have any problem in, you know somebody skipping these defensive tackles and swinging for that fence and that ceiling a hitting again this this coming season i just won't be doing it
1: yep i'm with you there at number 17, we've got another defensive tackle. Bit of a down year for him, but we've seen monstrous seasons in recent years out of Mr. Jeffrey Simmons from the Titans. Last year he gave us seven and a half combined, excuse me, seven and a half sacks, fifty-four combined tackles, nine tackles for loss, fourteen QB hits, one force fumble, and seven pass defense. Thoughts on Mr. Simmons. It's more of a Giving respect
2: where his respect should be due, type situation. He had been doing this previously, and he had been moving up reports boards for the last couple of years. He didn't have Harold Landry this year. The entire team is kind of crap, if you ask me. You know, they they, they lost some key guys across that defensive line around Jeffrey Simmons, besides Landry off the edge. And I'm just I'm just giving him his dues here. Uh, do you think that I'm wrong in doing so? Because he's still a young guy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You got to give Jeffrey Simmons his dues. We've seen what he's capable of in past seasons, and you know, a lot of people going into last year had him as the DT one and, and the heir apparent to Aaron Donald. So this little bit of a down season, I, like you said, I think has more to do with the Titans just having a crappy overall season than than him in particular. And you know, no help in the pass rush with Harold Landry exiting, amongst other things. I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. At 18, Kayvon Thibodeau of the Giants, uh, who in his rookie year gave us four sacks, 49 combined tackles, six tackle for loss, 13 QB hits, a touchdown, two forced fumbles, and five pass defense. That's quite the stat line.
2: I'm pulling for this, kid. I don't know about you, man, but it's been a while. We've had some kind of dominant force off the edge and, and with the New York Giants. And, uh, you know, when you got Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams on the inside, it's a perfect opportunity if somebody just step up and take it. And I I think they finally got it. I think the the rookie comes into his second year and uh, he we see some improvement and uh, shooting for a higher ceiling. If you can get this kid uh, on your roster, I, I think we could be really talking about a top three guy. I don't know if you're convinced that far, John, or not.
1: I think there's there's definitely a future where him and Aiden Hutchinson, you know, two three years from right. now, are are the guys we're talking about instead of Crosby Boza th- those dudes. It's possible. It's definitely mm-hmm. possible. All right, that's that's a good selection there. At 19, we've got old reliable DeForest Buckner of the Indianapolis Colts who. Despite not having the best season he's ever given us, still had a rock solid season with eight sacks, 74 combined tackles, 11 tackles for loss, 22 QB hits, two forced fumbles, and three pass defense. Thoughts on Mr. Buckner? He's still
2: chugging along. I don't know if the Grover Stewart breakout had anything to do with his season this year. He's not that far off of being 30. It comes down to a lot of it, John. You can't have all these guys, you know, elite or not up there. Uh, Buckner again, has Quiddy Pay next to him, Grover Stewart broke out last year. I think he might be a free agent this year, but the team and the organization seem to literally love him. So I think he'll, he'll be back. So, and he'll demand just by name, the respect of blocking him four pay right now and Stewart it won't matter I think he I think he slides in here and he could make me a liar and be a top 10 again next year I just don't think it's I think his window of being that top dl1 is limited to about three
1: years yeah he's still a great option as your dl2 uh here and that's reflected in the rankings absolutely all righty at number 20 we've got a young buck on the Dolphins Mr Jalen Phillips coming off of 61 combined tackles, seven sacks, eight tackles for loss, 25 QB hits, one forced fumble, and two pass defense this past season, which is a lot better numbers than his first season, a lot better mm-hmm. playing time than his mm-hmm. first season. Thoughts on Mr. Phillips?
2: Yeah, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I, I really did think that when they had added Bradley Chubb from – uh from Denver in the trade that it was really going to benefit Jalen Phillips out out of either one of them. I think it did. I I think his numbers picked up a little bit there, and I think it gave opposing offenses something else to uh, worry about besides Wilkinson up the middle, you know, off the other edge. And that made a big difference. They hadn't really fulfilled that position. Unfortunately, though, because of this, I'm not 100% sold that he'll ever be a top five edge rusher. Uh, I, I just, I'm not sold that he, he's he got it because I think we would have seen more out of him and more consistently up to this point.
1: I hear you. There, you know, there's a, definitely a lot of people that think he's going to be incredible. And I think he's very talented and he'll be very mm-hmm. productive. I'm just not sold that he'll ever be the best or amongst the best either. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you.
2: We start breaking those down too. I mean, will he ever have a hundred tackles to go with? Um, you know, 10 sacks? No, like, likely not, right? He's not that prototype like JTJ Watt or something, in in my eyes. I don't know, I could have that wrong, but hey, I'm gonna slide him down here at the end of the tier two.
1: I think it's safe. Good DL2 option, absolutely. And at number 21, we've got the other half of the Washington Commanders dynamic duo on the inside. Mr. Jerron Payne coming off a stellar season with 64 combined tackles, 11 and a half sacks, 18 tackles for loss, 20 QB hits and five pass defense.
2: Yeah, he's earning that contract, right? I've seen all kinds of rumors. Commanders want to keep them. Um, i like to see those two stay next to each other, especially not knowing uh, what's going to happen with Chase Young, if he's actually going to ever break out and be solid and healthy. But he's going to get his chance somewhere. My, My thinking here is he's a talent at this point that you can grab. And as long as he isn't a nose tackle somewhere and sticks it more of a defensive tackle type role, I think that he can produce just like any of the rest of these young gentlemen on here playing the defensive tackle position. So I, I, I think he's worth. a I would think he's worth a ranking here.
1: Yep, you have no argument for me. I've actually in some uh, off-season best balls, and I've already grabbed them twice. Cool. So, yep. All righty. At number twenty-two, we've got uh, a Patriot first patriot on the list uh, and probably one of the only patriots that me or gary would actually play mr matt judon who gave us 15 and a half sacks last year 60 combined tackles 14 tackle for loss 28 qb hits two forced fumbles and three pass defense
2: the, the only thing that we can knock on him right now at this point is his age in mm-hmm. a deep dynasty that's all i got against him i think that uh i i don't think he's a free agent this year i think he's still signed with the patriots they're they're going to have him in there as a full-time player taking him off the edge i know a lot of people were probably excited about the emergence of ooch i think it was towards the end of the season and then we also had my favorite guy which is his name's eluding me at the moment um oh what was that uh big man's offensive Oh, gee,
1: Dietrich Wise.
2: Yeah, yeah, Mr. Wise broke out, too. So that's a good combination. Um, Realistically, uh, Judon's been getting the job done in Baltimore at the last of his career there, and he's been doing it for the Patriots. I'm going to ride it out here. What do we got? Another year's worth, too?
1: Possibly a little bit more,
2: but uh, I'm buying that uh, type of production at this point.
1: Yeah, you can't argue. Uh, I mean, we saw it in Baltimore. He's doing it still in New England, so nothing not to like.
0: The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of Dynasty, individual defensive players, Superflex, and beyond. That was... Idpguys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football.
1: Let's pick things up with number 23, the other half of the Giants inside defensive tackle duo, Mr. Leonard Williams, who last year only played 10 games due to injury. Uh, In those 10 games, he gave us two and a half sacks, 45 combined tackles, five tackle for loss, 12 QB hits, one forced fumble. Thoughts on Mr. Williams?
2: Fortunately, he just got beat up this year, uh, apparently playing injured or lingering, whatever the situation was. He missed a lot of the, the contest. And uh, what we have to remember is just like with Jeffrey Simmons is that this guy was climbing the board before this, and and he is still a good player uh, on film and, and by PFF. When he was in the game last year, he scored almost an 80. I guess the only question is, should I be factoring so much on an age and should the guy be this low? That might be the opposite of what people were expecting me to say there to begin with. If there's a guy on here, I think that will bounce back. It's Williams. He's only going to be like 29 and a couple more years left in him. And when you're playing next to Dexter Lawrence, which is probably going to be there too. Oh, this is going to be one hell of a combination.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of possible bounce backs, number 24, we're going to look at Mr. Chase Young, and we are not going to use last year's stats because there are no stats from last year, basically. However, in 2020, his best statistical season, he gave us seven and a half sacks, one touchdown, 44 combined tackles, 10 tackles for loss, 12 QB hits, four forced fumbles, and four pass defense. Do we ever get back to those rookie year numbers, Gary? What do you think?
2: I don't know, man. It's on the decline. I'll throw those snap counts at you. Check this out. 80, 834, 2020, uh, 2021 down to 477, uh, 2022 down to 114. This is tough. I'd I love to be able to give him more kudos and and look at his past history and say he deserves to be higher. But at this point, I, I don't think I'm going to be making much of an investment I don't think I'll sell them, but I don't think I'm gonna make any new investments on them.
1: Agreed. Agreed. The the one place I have them in Dynasty, I'll keep them. That's it. Yep. He's got one more year. All right. At twenty five, we're gonna look at a guy that we know is capable of it and just had an injury. Plague season last year. So, Mr. Harold Landry of the Titans will use his 2021 stats to give you a better idea of what he's capable of. That season, he gave us 12 sacks, 75 combined tackles, 14 tackles for loss, 22 QB hits, and one force fumble. If he can get back to those numbers, it, it looks pretty good, right?
2: Yeah. And we don't know he's going to come into this season 100%. He's still fairly young, hadn't been in the league that long. It's just a matter of maybe awaiting another season before his dynasty really kicks back in. And we start seeing those top numbers. Maybe we'll see him
1: this year. That would be the best scenario. Yes, sir. And last but not least, we're going to discuss uh, the, a guy that Gary's mentioned here already. Grover Stewart, who broke out last year for the Colts uh, at defensive tackle, gave us four sacks, 70 combined tackles, nine tackle for loss. Uh, seven QB hits in three pass defense thoughts on Mr. Stewart. Well, I just figured it'd be
2: easier to close this out tonight, just mentioning him again and making sure that we did. I mean, this guy broke out last year. He went from the Titans to the Colts. If I remember correctly, got in there and just let it up and produced. And you ought to see the love that this uh, organization, or at least the players in there uh, have for this guy and what he, he did for this team. Um Again, a lot of defensive tackles in this top ranking, but a special mention there for Grover Stewart. I'd like to see it one more year, and
1: uh, I think he's capable. Yeah, special season for him last year, for sure. And that's it. We've got our top 25 rankings for the defensive line, and next week we'll be coming back with an interview from IDP guys, Dynasty Santa, who is a known Philly fan, so we won't poke him about that Super Bowl too much. (laughs)